Welcome to Sports Connection. I'm Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletic Director. I'm here with my good friend Tate Matthews. Tate, big story this week is wrestling and four teams qualifying for the state dual tournament, the state dual tournament. At the Williamson County Ag Center, we have two on the AA side. That would be Summit and Owensville, two on the Class A side. Page and Fairview, we've said it a lot about this sport and especially with a new classification page moving down. Dominance by Williamson County Schools. We've only got that one little pocket up there in East Tennessee to overtake, and then we – now listen, I still say it's kind of like with football in Rutherford County. Oakland's been the dominant team. But when you start talking about teams, teams. it's us. It's the same thing in wrestling. Yes. Exciting times. And four is as many as we could get, right? That's it. We got everybody in that we could. Four for four. I'm excited. We talk about it every year on the show. Get over there if you can to the Ag Center. It's easy in and easy out. And it is, I promise you, if you've never been, it's exciting. It's, it's worth whatever the price of admission is. Get you a little popcorn. Get in there and watch some wrestling, wrestling, whichever one you want to call it. It's worth it. I promise. And the coaches do a good job. They have the, the wrestlers on their team. They volunteer at the event. They help run the scoring. Uh, to me, it's one of the it's like a well-oiled machine no doubt. from TSSAA. Mark Reeves does a great job. The coaches here in this county do a great job helping out. and It's, it's really smooth. And I like that, uh, I guess, the individual tournament. When we get to the individual tournament, that last, the finals, they do the big introduction. The walkouts. Which you're, you kind of like that. That's kind of an, an ode to professional wrestling. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's about the walkouts, right? I mean, you got to have some production there too, right? Like, hey, we we are in the partly in the entertainment business, so yes, I think they do a great job of it. Love it. Can you imagine? I, I wasn't good enough. Can you imagine being one of those guys that comes out in that final match, man? I mean, it is neat. That's a big deal. And I always, when I think of that tournament, I think I will forever think of Skylar Coffee with the wings. I was down on the floor there, and then he does like the triple Lutz or whatever he did when it was over. The backflip, it was like, that was more impressive than the win. Oh, yeah. And that was impressive. Yeah. That, that poor guy, I don't even remember who. Well, it was more than one year, but I don't know who went up against him, but that poor guy. That's the other thing I always think about. Like, can you imagine that guy knowing <laughs> I stand zero chance? It reminded me of the old. Uh, Unless he gets caught in a traffic jam or something. <laughs> it reminded me of the old Michael Spinks phantom punch against Tyson. Took a dive after 50 seconds. He still got paid. <laughs> yes, he did. In this case, probably not. Hey, let's talk. Uh, I know Paul Brees is out there, and, and I, I, I called him after the show and said, hey, before you get on the, you know, uh, you forgot this or you left this out. Last week there was some discussion about uh, how the scoring went in wrestling. Yes. We got it right yes. except for one thing. So the most points you can get is a six. That's a pen, a default, a DQ. Uh, a technical fall, that's the one we left. Left. No, we got that one. 15 points or more victory, but you don't get a pin. Right. Or a DQ or a default. That's worth five points. Which in some ways is worse than a pin. At least a pin, you're out of your misery. And 15 <laughs> means you went all six minutes but just got mopped all over the map the whole time. I mean the mat. Sorry. A major decision, which we left out, that means you're ahead between eight and 14 points. You get four. And then a decision is fewer than eight, so one to seven. Correct. 
So, Mr. Brees, I know you like uh, to have the rules correct, and we want to make sure that you knew that. Yes, and he's a big fan of the show as well. So, he's kind of like on, um, uh, you know, what, what was that? Around the Horn. He's pretty good about the guy that comes Mr. out. Mr. Producer, correct? Yes. yes. Hey, let's talk about how. And, and from what I hear, he's got a he's got a bright future as a bowling coach too. He no really started off well. doing a good job. He's real interested, which is great, uh, and that's going really well, by the way. I know. Awesome. Very excited about that. Let's talk about how these teams got there. So Region 7 AA at Summit. Summit gets a 49-25 win over Brentwood. They're up 19-13 after seven matches. Then there's three consecutive pins. Finley Jamison, Jack Hill, Noah Feltz, and then the match was pretty much clinched. Uh, one thing that I really liked about this match, Cooper Cook, family's big fan of the show, he had a pin at heavyweight to secure the win for Summit, and he subbed for Ryan Smith. Now, you know, neither one of those guys can probably go down in weight class, <laughs> uh, but you think about it with Cooper, he would start at heavyweight for most teams, and I know we were talking about this before the show. Good on him for being out there wrestling because he could go, well, look, I'm not going to be in the starting lineup. Who cares? But he's out there doing his thing, which is great. Oh, I think it's great. It, I think it says a lot about, which we already knew, about what kind of young man he is, but what kind of teammate he is. And I promise you, um, he wants to play football, I believe, um, in, in, at the next level. And coaches notice that, man. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> he could be doing whatever uh, and, and, and going to wrestling practice every day. That's not always real fun to do sometimes, especially when you're <laughs> – when you got a guy that you're bumping heads with every single day that it's, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, your work's cut out for you. So, yeah, I think unbelievable for him. It'll, he'll, he'll pay off for him on the next level being a wrestler. But to, to, to still be out there, fill in, and it was a pin they needed, I just I think it shows a lot about him. And I think it also shows a lot about the culture uh, that Coach Miller's got with the Summit Wrestling Team. You know, it's... If, if that's not a fun environment to be around or something you want to be a part of, then he wouldn't be there. Well, you can tell it's kind of palpable when you're around the Summit mm. team. Uh, I like that. And, and, you know, I think the same, and I feel like I've, I've kind of created a little rivalry in the county. <laughs> it's the same with Fairview's team. No doubt. It's very, very similar, that same uh, feeling. Hey, in the other semi, Nolensville, who came in as the two-seed, uh, beats Franklin 60-15. to 15. Now, that match after four, they'd split the first four matches. Then six straight wins by Nolensville to take command, pins by Kenneth O'Neill, Dakota Patty to get the ball rolling, so to speak. And then we talked about this at 152, sophomore Trey McTory with an overtime win over Brooke, uh, or excuse me, Brock Whitman. That was a great match. Well, yeah, and, and overtime matches in wrestling are it, man. So, yeah, that had to have been a great environment, and, and you, we talked about it. He just got eligible, but it won't take long. If you don't know who he is, it won't take long, and probably do by now. But, um, yeah, that was uh, – I don't think in, in, in that, in that part of the tournament, I don't think they give out best matches. But if they were, that was definitely the one. Trey's in with the shot at the state tournament at 152. No doubt. Already proven he can, he can win a state title. Did so as an eighth grader. The championship match, 72-6, to six, Summit over Nolensville. Summit won four of the first uh, – five of the first six matches by pin. And those things got rolling. I know Coach Miller talked about that, that 
you know, those seem to be contagious, so to speak. Now, the score's a little bit off yeah. in that Nolensville did forfeit the last five matches, so there's 30 points, but they were up 42 to 6. Yeah, it was over. It was just a matter of what was going to be the margin. But, um, and you know, uh, at this time, some people might struggle with that. This is a little bit different than other things. You know, that Nolensville was going on. Right. This will be different. Than what so, we'll talk about so why why get your a guy hurt when you still have right. the duels to worry about? So, I don't I don't that means nothing to me. And I, I'm sure Coach Miller didn't think anything about it either. That was probably the wise thing for Coach Melzoni to do. But that's different than some of the forfeits that we have seen or maybe we'll see. Summit and Nolansville then move on to the sectional round. Summit gets a 53-30 win over Bartlett. Nolansville travels to Arlington, gets a 49-21 win. As we mentioned at the beginning of the show, both now qualify for the state tournament. Class A, Fairview and Page, as we talked about before the or in the beginning of the show, they both also advance. Fairview gets a district 42-36 win over Sycamore. Blake Mitchell with win number 100 for his career, so congratulations to Blake. Very good. In the region, they match up again, 47-36. In this case... Fairview forfeited the last three matches. Like you said, they knew they were going on. Why risk it and have injuries? But in the sectional, and by the way, Tate, this will introduce a new segment to the show. Hey, kids! It's the clown show of the week! Brought to you by the Millington Central Trojans! This Saturday, we decided to go to the fishing expo <laughs> at the Pyramid of Bass Pro Shops in Memphis. We thought that was a better option than driving all the way to Fairview to honor our wrestling match that we were supposed to have on Saturday. We knew we had no chance to win, so we just said, we're gonna stay in Memphis. Therefore, that qualified us as the very first clown show of the week. So let me ask you this, Tate, if I can keep it together here. Talk about how this is different compared to the last three matches well, of the like match. Well, what we were talking about earlier, sorry, my nose is... <laughs> need some Gorilla Glue or something. <laughs> um, what's different about this is Nolansville, when you were talking about them, they or, or, or Fairview against Sycamore, they were moving on. They were advancing, okay? They knew that they were going on into the tournament. That was just preventing an injury, okay? This was, I believe, I have not spoken to the head Trojan, <laughs> but my guess is he thought they stood absolutely no chance of winning, so they decided they'd save the bus trip and just go to the fishing expo at the Bass Pro Shop, which is terrible for a lot of reasons. What about those young people that have been in that wrestling room all, you know, all year long? you know, and put in the time and put in the practice. And then also, what about the opponents? Hey, they, you know, it's just like basketball, football. We practice every day to perform in the matches, right? So I thought that was a little um, clown-esque. <laughs> well, and again, I'm trying to defend Millington Central. There's nothing to defend. But even if you've got one or two guys, that, hey, it'd be nice if you got to match up against a Blake Mitchell. That's right. Or a Clevenger, because we have the individual tournament a few weeks away. We're not talking like this weekend. Correct. So it would have give, it would have been good work. Iron sharpens iron. You know, give you a good look. Hey, and if nothing else, hey, look. Okay, 
uh, we got a few weeks, <laughs> and this is what we need to work on. You just wrestled a dude, maybe a guy that you're getting ready to see. Didn't go well. This is what's got to be corrected in the next two to three weeks, right? That'd be like saying, you know, you know what I'm saying. Is there any way you'd have done that in basketball? No. Okay. And for our friends at Millington Central, if you happen to be watching, this show itself is the original clown show, so we, we, we understand the situation. Tate, great job bringing it into the... <laughs> and anybody who wants to sponsor the clown show of the week segment, email WCS Athletic Dodgers. <laughs> I'm assuming you don't want me to get. I wonder if we can give our uh, nice tie by the way. I wonder, wonder if we could get our man uh, Matt Davenport. You know the uh, Duck Donuts. Maybe he'd want to be. I was thinking because like, a lot of kids are interested in that. Wouldn't Party City want to be involved in this? <laughs> Maybe. All right, let's talk about Page. So Fairview moves on. Page moves on. They get a district win over Community, seventy-eight-six, and then four seventy-one-five, seventy-one-to-five to win the district title. The region they win forty-six-twenty-four over Tullahoma. They also defeated Cascade 50 to 30 in the semis. And hats off, not a clown hat, no. to Watertown. They show up and get beat 73-0. I could look those kids in the eye and say, hey, we went there though. That's you just you, you just tied the bow on it. Much a, respect to the Watertown. A red Purple Tigers. And yellow and green and blue. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little hoops. Real quick. Page, Coach Gray's got the Patriot wrestling team rolling. Hey, don't be surprised if we don't have an all-Wilco final in that league. That would be fantastic. Oh, man. That would be. And at the taping of this show, the bracket's not up yet. So we're going to talk a little bit about the double-A bracket uh, here at the end of the show. But that particular bracket's not up yet. All right, let's talk a little hoops. Battle of the Wood or Woods. Woods. At Brentwood. Here's this week's gym, Tate. For only the third time in 19 years, Ravenwood sweeps at Brentwood. That's surprising. Yeah, it is surprising because the team's been fairly close, but you would think you get a sweep every once in a while. More than three, but, um, yeah, that's surprising right there. But also great news this year for the Raptors. It really is. In that girls game, 45-33, and I had to do a double take on this one. Reagan Grimes, Elizabeth Flint. So keep in mind they scored 45 points. They combined for 33 points, which tied them with Brentwood. And they had 30 rebounds. Grimes had 18.16 boards. Flynn, 15 and 14. Here's the other thing. Ravenwood was down 29-28 going to the fourth. They go on a 17-4 run. Again, believe it or not, if you're out there watching, it's not a district game, which is maybe we'll get the bow tie back out. But still, it's a battle of the woods. Come on. Oh, yeah. There's... District, non-district, doesn't matter. That game is serious business to all involved. So, but, yeah, um, there was no lack of intensity because it wasn't a district game. So, and Elizabeth Flynn, take nothing away from what she did, 15 and 14, unbelievable effort against a really good Brentwood team. But Reagan Grimes is playing at a different level right now. She is. Uh, Sydney Ryan, 12, and Ella Ryan, 9, to lead Brentwood. And Coach James... Uh, he gets the Rodney Dangerfield WCTV award. We, I blame myself. Wasn't doing a lot of talking about them till a couple of weeks ago. Undefeated in the league. They've got it rolling. Congratulations to Coach James. We won't do it again this year. That's right. But we got to finish strong. 
and we still may pick against them, so we'll, we'll see. Keep it up. <laughs> On the boys' side, Ravenwood 55-53 in overtime. This was kind of a back-and-forth game and a, chain, a, a tale <clears throat> of two halves. Brentwood leads at the half 30-24. Davis White had 20 in the first half. He only ended up with 22. Then Ravenwood at, at the – uh, start of the third quarter, they go on a 14-5 run. Obviously, Coach Whitlock probably had some very encouraging words to say there at the half. They stretched that lead all the way to 11 points with four minutes left. But in true Brentwood, Ravenwood, Battle of the Woods, Troy Bond fashion, Brentwood doesn't give up, end up sending that thing to overtime. Uh, but Ravenwood comes out on top. I think it was like uh, three to one in the overtime. Not many points scored there, but just a classic matchup. Is that – if they see each other again, is that the way these two are going to match up again? You know? What, some, do you, what do you mean? Well, like, you look at – which we're going to talk about. You look at the Hillsboro-Franklin, uh, the two games, two totally different games, you know? Is that what this is going to look like when these two get together? I think so. Sl just slugfed, slugfed. I scoring, do. Probably who's come down to the last possession. I do. And I think the, there's a couple of reasons – uh, one of which may be that's such a hotly contested matchup anyway. I think it makes it hard to score sometimes because yeah. you're kind of on edge. I can see uh, that. So that's part of that, I think. Ravenwood led in scoring. Jake Mulder, 19. DJ Star, 12. DJ also had a big block there at the end of the game to secure that win in overtime. Centennial at Brentwood. Brentwood girls get the regular season sweep with a 57-33 win. And then the boys on the Centennial – or excuse me, on the Brentwood side, they avenged – an earlier loss, this time 48-33. You take a look at that. Uh, Brentwood gives up 33 to Centennial. They only give up 55 to a really a high-scoring Ravenwood team. That defense, Coach Bond's known for, getting better each week. Getting better every week and getting better just in time for the term. Centennial also played Hillsborough uh, last week. The girls lost 39-31. That's a pretty quality loss, to be honest with you. I know losing's not great, but I still say look out for Coach Hamilton and Centennial in the tournament. On the boys' side, big win for Centennial and big. Coach Moore. 50-45, to 45, Dominic Reed, he's a sophomore. 24, <laughs> Tanner Lee, he's also a sophomore. 10 points, Matthew Busing with nine. The super sophomores, that's a tough win, uh, a good win for Centennial. And those are the, that's, that's how they're going to do it if they're going to do it come tournament time. And, and you know, uh, all the guys talked about it. Everybody knows that. Anytime you... Uh, anytime you get a win against Hillsboro and Coach Tweet, uh, then you know that you are tough because that's the only way to beat them is to out-tough them. Hey, as hard a time as we've been giving uh, this new classification situation in basketball, I do think the region has a chance to really be exciting because it'll be eight teams, several will be our teams, and you've got to win the first two games to keep playing. Well, haven't you even kind of floated out there, just go straight to the regions? No question. The problem is, and I certainly get this, there's so many areas that are really rural areas, and you have to travel so far yeah. to play quote-unquote region games. But uh, they're doing that anyway, but you could just make the district a regular season thing maybe. I, I don't know. We'll see. It's going to change. I, it, I think there will be a major change in two years, whatever that is. Border Battle, which was also the WCTV game of the week, played at Independence. It was a sweep for Indy. Uh, the girls' game is a double overtime game. Independence 54-53 over Summit. And the boys' game 75-45. Also, Tate, we've got to look. Another segment here, not the clown show of the week, 
but big time plays. Let's take a look at the WCTV plays of the week. Well, the thing I take from that on, 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 especially on that girls' side is, you know, uh, all you got to do, you, you talk to us coaches, to your team all the time about don't give up on a play. Don't give up on a play. You never know. Uh, just, just play that clip right there, and that's all you got to show the rest of the year. Would you agree? I would agree. Aaliyah Fleming, big bucket there. And uh, Indy had just taken the lead for the first time with five minutes to go to go up 50-39 to 39 the next possession. Uh, Aaliyah makes that play, and they go up three. On the boys' side, game was already determined. But, look, Houston Hicks gets his first dunk of his career. He's a sophomore that you're going to see, not maybe so much this year. He's getting in different times, but certainly as a junior, he'll be a big, big part of that Independence team. Oh, yeah, that's a name you're going to hear uh, for you know, a few more years for sure. And then getting that first dunk, that's pretty neat, especially in that environment. That was a great environment. The gym was packed. And, hey, man, uh, you know, there's been some a few years of not-so-positive things going on with the Lady Eagles program. We knew that was going to get fixed with Coach Hill. But I think that's a big-time win, especially the way they did it. One, any, any win over Summit's good. But in double overtime, so many times where, you know, they could have been thinking about the past. Oh, man, this is – this isn't going to end our way. I think that I think that is a game that they can build on for sure. Signature win. Signature win. Listen, they're down 14 in the third quarter, and Coach Hill has said, look, we're not a team that has a lot of spurtability, so to speak. So being down 14, you might be thinking this thing's over. But they come all the way back. They take that lead with five minutes left. And then they have to do what teams that maybe haven't won a lot lately have to do. They had to hold on. Yeah. Summit ends up getting the ball back with six seconds left in regulation. Uh, Coach Wild calls a timeout. Great out-of-bounds play underneath the bucket. They score to tie the game. And then, this is what was really wild, Independence throws the ball in. Gets knocked out of bounds around half court. Then they try to throw it in with like a second or so left, and no one touches it. So now Summit's got the ball. Uh, they get it into Bergen Ali. Has a pretty good look. It misses. Uh, and then, you know, both overtimes, kind of back and forth. So I really credit Coach Hill and Independence for hanging on in that game. Leah Oob hit a big three-pointer that gave Independence the lead, 40-39. to 39. She ends up with 16 points. They had four players that scored between seven and nine points outside of Oob. Summit, uh, Nicole Rosani hadn't been back long, 23 points, Sydney Wright 10. Uh, these teams – they could match up again. Yeah, they're going to see each other again. Great environment. Boys side. Here's what was interesting in that boys game. It's 40 to 33 late in the third quarter. And I think this is always good when this happens. Sometimes Coach Wilkins is having to remind Jet Montgomery, only a sophomore, hey, Jet, it's important on the defensive end too. Not that he's just dogging it, but, you know, that's, that's a part of his game he's got to develop. Jet picks up his fourth foul up 40 to 33. And you're mm -hmm. thinking, uh-oh. With him out offensively, it's going to be a struggle. They ratcheted it up on defense. <laughs> they go 17-4 to four to end that 30, uh, third quarter. Gives them like a 57-37 lead. And from there, it was, it was blowout city. Ends up being 30 points. But I think it's a great way to say, hey, Jet, we love you. You're doing a great job. But you know what? With you not in the game, we went on a big run. So you better step it up on defense so we can do some of the same things while you're in the game. Great time to send a message. Heck, yeah. Coaching, coaching point. You don't want to send a message behind. No. It's nice to send it when you're up 15. But it was, a, it was an unbelievable – it's one of those things that 
you know, this is the old islands, right? Mr. Carville, who was at the game, by the way. He was? To see Coach Wilkins, that's right. Second time he's been there. Coach Wilkins has invited him. Pretty cool. <laughs> get that first olive out. Down it's hard to get that first one out. It's very difficult. But when you do, hey, here's something. You know, easier we, and easier. We talked about the double-figure scoring. <clears throat> Owen Reese led Independence with 18. Montgomery had 17. All five starters in double figures. You can win some ball games like that. And the flip side, you take a look at Summit. C.J. Jones led the Spartans, only nine. So they didn't have one player in double figures. So it was a tough night for Coach Fay and his squad. Uh, but they'll come back. They'll play better. They've got some young kids playing. Coach uh, Fay's teams are tough. They will not be an easy outcome tournament time. Negative. Here's something else that was cool. I don't know if you saw this tape. I did. It was an OTL takeover outside the lines, a program we've got started here in WCS. Thank you to Coach White and Independence. Uh, they did interviews of the coaches before the games. Uh, they came up with some graphics for the Score Vision video boards. They had some videos that they came up with for the boards. They had games that took place during the game, a little duck, duck, goose, uh, which surprisingly the parents uh, and, and the students, they were just enthralled with this game of duck, duck, goose, which I was like, this seems like a bad idea, but what do I know? <laughs> There's only one game better than duck, duck, goose, but I'm sure for liability reasons you all couldn't play it. But What is it? Duck, duck, goose is second only to Red Rover, Red Rover, <laughs> send DJ on over. And then the clothesline commences, right? <laughs> Our boy Super 70s loves Red Rover, Red Rover. Duck, duck, hey, man, Duck, Duck, Goose takes some athletic ability. Uh, you know, it takes some lateral movement. It takes some anticipation. There were plenty of those things. There's a lot of positives. There's a lot of learning that can come out of Duck, Duck, Goose. All right, let's talk uh, Fairview. Fairview at Harpeth. The girls, we've been talking about this. Yes. They get their first district win. Uh, they had lost to Harpeth earlier. Riley Dillingham, 19 points, 8 rebounds. Tough week for the boys now. Yeah. They lose a buzzer beater to community, non-district game. And then they get their first district loss to Harpeth, 51-41 on the road. I think it'll be a positive wake-up call. They'll probably drop in the rankings. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's great that they were ranked as high as two. Uh, that, that's something everybody should be excited about. Get that out of the way. You've lost a couple of games. Let's get it back between the ditches, and they'll be fine. Well, kind of what you were talking about with Independence, man. Probably a, probably a nice little uh, opportunity here for Coach McCoy to get, get across probably some of the points that he has been making, maybe falling on deaf ears because we're playing so well, and you know, because that's human nature. So I would think Coach McCoy will take, um, he'll take that opportunity to make sure that he's heard. I would, Is that fair? Yes. I would love to try – to teach a lesson after a win, but it's easier to teach one after a loss. No you have their attention. <laughs> you know, I've, listen, I, I'm not one of those people like, we won by one and should have won by 20. I'd always say, never apologize for winning, fellas. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, you know. You think Joe Burrow and the Bengals will take it? <laughs> they will. I think they will. Hey, Franklin Hillsboro, couple, they played twice last week because of a makeup game. We had talked about uh, uh, Hillsboro sweeping at Hillsboro, uh, the girls game was unbelievable. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, they lose in double overtime, 47-41. At the end of the first overtime, it was tied. And Charlotte Robinson gets a pass, shoots the ball. I, I watched it like 10 times, and without being able to stop it frame by frame, you couldn't tell. 
Now, mm. the complaint that Franklin had, maybe, okay, if it doesn't count, you have to all the way through the shot. In other words, she started her motion and looked like she got hit. So they're thinking, hey, there's got to be something, even if it's not a made basket. But it was a tough break uh, for Franklin. Again, that's just one play in the entire game. But I think it's another positive for Franklin. I think if they match up with them in the district tournament or in the region tournament or both, they, they're, they're primed to beat them. They really are. I think so, too. And how about Charlotte Robinson? How about that game she had, Tate? 15 points, seven rebounds. Uh, again, against a, a tough Hillsborough team, too. So I, I, I like where they are. I think record might not be quite what they want. But, you know, but there's some good, tough wins in there. That was a, you know, that one, as you just mentioned, could have, should have probably gone the other way. And then Gene Costello had 10 points, Ren Duran, nine points and 10 rebounds. A lot of positives going on right there. You know, what's interesting about that, too, I don't know if you realize this, but Charlotte Robinson, big-time soccer player, which you know. Yes. But had not played basketball since her eighth grade year. I was at Frank. I said, hey, Charlotte, tell your soccer buddies, come on and play basketball before then. You think about the kind of year she'd be having it. She hadn't played in four years. Right. That is, and basketball is one of those, it's, it's a skill now. you got to be able to catch the ball. And, I mean, every sport requires a skill, but you can't hide on a basketball court. You can't just say, we're never throwing it to so-and-so team. they got to touch it every once in a while. Right. Well, and it's, it's a sport where you can't not, <coughs> excuse me, work on it, you know. So, like, dribbling, shooting, you know, there, there are – you can show up and just be a great athlete in a lot of sports and, and maybe overcome some things, but not in basketball. Love to see her playing again this year. On the boys' side, big win for Franklin. Big they win. lose by two on Monday. By Friday, it's a 15-point win. Uh, uh, same story, different chapter. Jack Medalli, 19 points. Noah McGee, 16. Another team, Franklin, trending on the boys' side in the right direction. Yeah, I, I, Coach Tiger had to be very happy about that one. He is. And you mentioned the revenge loss, but not only that, uh, they went from scoring 39 points to 65 points against a very good Hillsborough team. So, yeah, um, I don't know what he saw <laughs> in between those two games, but whatever they corrected, they dang sure did a good job of it. And they're another one. I, I think, I don't know. Yeah, well, no. Nobody had to replace as much from last year to this year. No question. Has. No question. And what, they're sending 18, 19 wins? Uh, I think, man, too early to be talking coach of the year, but I think Tig's got to be right up there at the top. 100% in the discussion. Yeah. No doubt about that. Page versus Lawrence County. The girls, 70 to 33. Uh, after they had beaten Marshall County uh, earlier in the week, uh, 54 to 14. I think, I hate buzzwords, uh, <laughs> but, you know, all gas, no brakes has become big in the last couple of years. Page Lady Patriot, Coach Brock. <laughs> They are all gas, no brakes. Is that, I mean. Very accurate. <laughs> In that Tullahoma game, Mackenzie Cochran, 17 points. Lily Wilkins, 16. Braley Bushman, 13. The boys, their first district loss of the year, 60-42. to 42. They did defeat Marshall County earlier in the week, 54-47. Now, I if do want. Page boys sees Lawrence County again, they get them next time. I agree. Yep. I definitely agree with that. Now, let's talk middle school basketball here. I'm excited about this, as you know. It. The. Uh, middle schools playing in the TMSAA this year. Uh, basketball is one of the sports where there's a state tournament. We have two classes. We've got AA. We have AAA. 
Thompson Station defeats Legacy in both championship games in the WMAA, our county league. In the AAA side, Brentwood swept. Mill Creek on the girls' side was runner-up. Sunset in boys. They, those four teams, along with Page, advance to the sectional tournament this week. You win the sectionals, you have an opportunity to play for a state championship. How exciting is that? It's, it's fantastic. On the AA side, they already got their started. Fairview boys, not in the WMAA league, believe it or not. They're in, a, in another league. They've made it all the way to the semis. They play Tullahoma East. Thompson Station boys and girls and legacy boys both won a round before losing in the sectional. Here's the point of all this. More opportunities for students. It's, it, you wouldn't believe the, the administrators, the coaches, the folks that have reached out and said, this is so exciting, it feels so different. And it does when you play somebody you never see. No doubt about it. And out of curiosity, who, who picked off Thompson Station boys? Upperman. What? They must be good. They are. And Upperman's one of those schools from the time they come out of the womb to they get to high, they play them for the same school. Oh, Baxter. You know, they're just. The bees. That makes it a little bit difficult. So uh, I think they end up well, losing the five yeah, or six. Well, yeah, a couple years ago, which Freedom ended up beating them. But, yeah, that, a couple years ago, that Thompson Station team. And those freedom teams, I would have loved to have seen them in the state tournament because you'd have had to have been really, really salty to beat them. So, yeah, I think it's great. Um, and it didn't take long for Legacy to start making it's, – it's, it seems to be in every sport. They didn't take them long to start making noise, did it? Not long at all. Not long at all. All right, Tate. So we've got our little winner picks going here. We're going to talk a little bit about this week's games. But I would be remiss not to mention this past week's game. So you came in with a one – Game league. Thank goodness we picked. We had some other sports in there, uh, because now I win nine this past week. You win eight, Ugh. so we're tied for the year. So let's talk about how we differed. You picked the Battle of the Woods winner in girls. Ravenwood, I picked Brentwood. So you're one up on me for the week. But then you miss Franklin Hillsboro boys. You I know. Pick, you picked Hillsboro. I picked Franklin. And what I loved about the tiebreaker was your sport, football. You go 49ers. I go Van Jefferson and the Rams. I beat you by one. We're tied for the week. So tie, tie ball game here in the winter. Yes, and I'm very happy that I missed the Franklin Hillsborough boys. Very happy about that. And I'm very happy for Mr. Van Jefferson uh, for going to the Super Bowl. Uh, and we're not an excuse-making business, but if my man thwart or tart or whatever <laughs> – just catches the flipping interception, the gift, the gift that Matthew Stafford threw him. I mean, boys, it don't. You're never going to get a better opportunity at an Oski than that. I mean, but whatever. I'm telling you, the Rams outplayed him. Doesn't matter. They didn't win. But Tart, if I had him on my fan, oof, oof. All right, so the big, the games this week, and I went ahead and d decided which are boys and girls so we wouldn't go through what we did last week. Awesome. I'm going to let you start. I'm going to let you start. Okay. We're talking basketball here. All right. Brentwood versus Franklin, boys. Okay. Who do you have? Brentwood, Franklin, boys. Uh, the, we talked about the defense. We talked about the Bruins, the chaos. Coach Bond's got that thing. He's tightening those screws, man. It's getting better getting better. Uh, but that Franklin-Hillsboro win made me a believer. This is a tight one, but I'm going with the Admirals. I agree. Everything you just said. I'm going Admirals too, but uh, it'll be a great game. 
All right, I'll pick the next one. Centennial Nolensville girls. Last time, Centennial wins. But this time, Ooh. I'm saying because Coach Lett, his team's playing better. Hey. They've had a little sickness and some things through the team. I'm going to guess that they get it right by this week, and I'm going to pick Nolensville. Okay, a little separation Sunday here. Uh, big fan of Coach Ladd. Coach Ladd's a get them right at the end of the year kind of guy. Uh, but I, I like I, I'm I'm drinking the Kool Aid Coach Hamilton's got going on over at Mallory Lane, man. Why not us? I'm going with the Lady Cougars. Fairview Cheatham County boys. Fairview only won that game by two points last time. My turn. Your turn. <laughs> Come on, boys. The only the only good thing about. Ashland City was Stratton's, <laughs> and that thing went out of business a few years ago. Smackdown City, I'm going with my man, Coach McCoy, in the Yellow Jackets. I agree with you. I think they're going to roll them just because yeah. they're going to be smarting a little bit from last week. They ain't been the same since Al Cooper was putting the Cubs suit on <laughs> to come back into the, into the game after he got kicked out. <laughs> All right, Independence at Ravenwood Girls. My pick first. Uh, I think Independence is playing better. Coach Hill's doing a great job, but I told you. I feel a butt coming in. I told you, Coach James. <laughs> not going to pick against you right now. I'm going with Ravenwood. I'm with you. Uh, Miss Double Double, Reagan Grimes, is playing at a high level. By the way, I saw where uh, they're making a push for her for Miss Basketball. She absolutely belongs in that conversation. I hope they do the right thing. Uh, yeah, Coach Hill's got them better, but Ravenwood playing. Ravenwood's playing the best basketball right now. Page versus Lincoln County boys. This was a tight game last time. Again, I think it was uh, four or five or less than five points. Uh, the result. Who do you have in that one? This is boys. Yes. I'm going Coach Street and 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 the um, and the Patriots. I agree. He's got them playing. He's he's got them on the right path. The last one. Here's the last what... good thing to come out of Lincoln County was <laughs> Timmy Johnson and Don Thomas. <laughs> I'm on a roll today. Even that didn't end well. <laughs> See, so <laughs> the, la the last game, it's my pick. And this is a tough one now. It is. Summit won last time by one. Yes. They go on the road to play Columbia Central. Coach Moore doing a nice job there at Columbia Central. Former Summit assistant. That's right. Listen, she, she's the student is not taking over the sensei. I'm going with Coach Wild and Summit to get the season sweep over Columbia Central. I'm with you. The Art of War, Sun Tzu. <laughs> the Wolfman has read it cover to cover at least three times. He, this one is circled, and no way he's losing this one. I'm going with the Lady Spartans. Well, based on the length of the show, based on the new segment, the Clown Show of the Week, uh, I don't know what show we're on, Mr. Producer. I know it's well over 600, but, folks, this could be the last one. <laughs> I don't know if it is, but we'll find out here. If you don't see us next week, well, you know it was canceled. Well, then what we'll do is, like, uh, apparently the cool thing now is to do it on Facebook Live. <laughs> Neither one of us have a Facebook, but we'll post it somehow. Maybe we can get Coach Qualls to fly a drone over us out by the picnic table. Hey, hey, listen, the last thing, it won't be in our picks since the picks are done, but the AA state wrestling bracket is, it has been printed out. We got... Cleveland takes on No Onesville. That's No Onesville's matchup. Summit, Bradley Central. That's two tough matchups for our teams. Just as you look at that bracket, uh, Tate, which you've got a copy there of the bracket, you know, what do you see happening? I think it's hard to pick against Cleveland. Uh, I do think Summit's in with the real shot against Bradley Central. I'll put it this way. 
I think Summit for sure finishes in the top three. I think Summit finishes in the top three. Um, I love what Coach Melzoni's doing at Nolansville. I think they're going to make some noise in the loser's bracket, but I hope I'm wrong. But if they beat Cleveland, that is – that will be – I would be glad to say I'm wrong. That's, that's, that's going to be a huge upset. I do think Summit beats Bradley Central. So, I think it's I Cleveland Wilson Central final, and I think Summit has a great shot of finishing third, which no, no shame in that. Which they did last year. Plus, I'm not so sure we play by the same set of rules as Cleveland and Bradley do in wrestling, but that's okay. That's another show. That's another show. That's another. Tate, could Bozo. Be red, could be a red nose <laughs> involved in that. Mr. Tate, Bozo, Matthews, I appreciate you being here this week. Uh, I hope, we, hope we didn't run all of everybody <laughs> off. Look forward to talking about that state wrestling next week. Hey, again, get out there and support these guys, man, and the young ladies. No question. Thank you for joining us for Sports Connection. We'll see you next time.